0: Daughter, daughter disney podcast my name is amanda and i'm here with my very lovely co-host hi i'm jeanette yes and today we are going to be going over the germany pavilion in epcot we're going to do a full deep dive this is part of our series of doing deep dives into all of the epcot world showcase pavilions and today i thought it'd be fun to do germany since the christmas season is coming up and i feel like germany christmas is like a thing you know oh, people very. always kind of think of germany mm-hmm. and christmas together so i thought that would be kind of fun to do so i've done a lot of research for this i will have all my links in the description of this podcast if you want to check out any of my sources definitely go check that out i will say a lot of it is coming from wikipedia so thank you to the people who make Mm -hmm. wikipedia (laughs) there's a lot of information all the details yeah for sure so some history the germany pavilion opened on october 1st 1982 meaning it is one of the original pavilions at the time when they were designing and constructing the pavilion it was the mid to late 70s and early 1980s so at the time germany was split into the west and east germany so the the germany pavilion was supposed to be on the shared traditions of german folklore and Traditions and not really focusing on either Either or the West Mm -hmm. or the East. And it was supposed to be more similar to the original Norway Pavilion that was very focused on like Maelstrom sort of. Eventually though, German the German unification didn't occur until 1990. Supposed to kind of like even in the beginning they were like let's just do both. They weren't just going to pick one or the other. The Germany Pavilion is designed to look like a German town, but with architecture from different eras and regions, such as the replica of the medieval castle to the fairy tale Bavarian style buildings. There's also a clock tower that features a Glockenspiel that chimes a special melody on the hour. A glockenspiel is a type of instrument, is what I've learned recently. It's kind of like a xylophone. But oh yeah, it's I a know what that is. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to say too, I do not speak German, so I apologize for any mispronunciations <laughs> yes, yes. of any of these German words. The platz, or the square, is decorated with a statue of St. George and the Dragon and inspired by the statue in the middle in the medieval Bavarian town of rothenburg ob de Tobar and a clock tower. <laughs> I'm so sorry. rothenburg ob de Tobar, I know that's not how you say it, so <laughs> sorry knows? to everyone, is in the district of Ansbach of Mittelfranken which is middle Franconia, the Franconia region of Bavaria, Germany. The the town itself is well known for its well-preserved medieval old town and is a destination for tourists around the world. And it is part of the popular romantic road through Southern Germany. Hmm. And today it is only one of three towns in Germany that still have completely intact city walls. And the two others are Nordlingen and Dickensbühl. I'm so
1: sorry. (laughs) Well, I would think that, like I said, anybody who's been to Germany obviously notices all those details. Like we noticed the details details in the yeah. other pavilions that we've been to.
0: Yeah, yeah, I will say neither of us have been to Germany no. ever, and neither of us have any German heritage. So no. my mom is Italian, my dad is Irish. My partner has a little bit of German heritage, but yeah, but I, I'm Chinese, so sure. none of us have anything no tied German. to Germany or anything. Right. All right, so the name Rottenburg ob der Tobar is German for Red Castle above the Tobar, and this is so because the town is located on a plateau overlooking the Tobar River. As to name Rottenburg, some of it has come from the German words Rot, which means red, and Berg, and Berg means like medieval fortified s- settlement and it's referring to the red color of the roofs of the houses which overlook the river and the name may also be in the process of redding or rotting germany for the flax for linen production since they used to make linens back in the day <laughs> don't mind if you hear my cat in the background so sorry <laughs> when you look up photos of this town and then you look at the german pavilion they look exactly alike. it is kind of crazy oh, really? it okay. is like well, as well i would assume exactly so what like, town looks like just much yeah. larger yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right in the center of our little square here mm. in the center of our Platz, mm. there is saint george and the dragon this is a statue of saint george slaying a dragon so oh in my the god legend, i've never
1: even noticed the statue there obviously <laughs> next week when we go there we're gonna have to stop and look at so, it. so say
0: the statue is not gory in any way right. I, I have been i love dragons and dragon lore and everything mm. my whole childhood my mom used to buy me books on dragons so i have known of saint george and the dragon for a long time mm-hmm. for a while he was one of my favorite dragons the dragon itself because the dragon is very interesting lore around himself mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different depictions of saint George and the dragon over history over different cultures the one that Disney has of the statue is, I would say is a very tame (laughs) version of it of course course, it is not that crazy or not that you know anything like that Right. so you know obviously kids can see it and they wouldn't be you know disturbed or anything like that but the legend of St. George and the dragon so usually it's some kind of soldier in some kind of Christianity you know lore and he basically he defeats a dragon so the main story goes is that the dragon was extorting this village of gifts so basically they would bring him livestock, tributes, gold anything that the dragon would want and eventually as they're running out of livestock they started doing a human person every mm-hmm. year so like one sacrifice of a human so usually they would draw names from a hat this is from all different oh, folklore wow. just what okay. i know <laughs> and funny enough the humans were kind of okay with that that they would just pick one person pick at one random. that's gonna go okay um, until the princess was picked so when she was picked that was when it became a problem which is pretty sad if you think about it that it only matters mm-hmm. when the royals are being picked but right. anyway the, the saint george himself then decided that you know that wasn't acceptable so he went and slayed the dragon basically so that's kind of essentially how the story goes don't mind my cat in the background. All right, so also part of the pavilion, just a little overview. There's the beer garden, which is at the rear of the courtyard. This is one of the restaurants. But I think that's
1: why we don't see the statue, because the beer garden's there. So I guess it's like we no, don't walk the through statu- the beer
0: garden? No, the statue is before the beer garden. It's right, the beer, beer garden of it? is what the restaurant is called. Okay. Yes. okay. yes, if you. But they look, have something outside. Not really. No. <laughs>
1: I'm oh not wow! Sure what you're we really don't. If go you stand to the of right it.
0: in the entrance of the Germany there's, pavilion, you the statue the is right or? in front of you. Okay,
1: I'll have to take better note. <laughs> okay. note of it next week. I
0: promise. I guess there's some table and chairs that are part of like the wine. <laughs> cell yes, I think the there right. is something there. So, yeah, okay. There's table and chairs. Yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure. But I'm pretty sure if you just walk right in, and it's right, right there. In. Okay, I'll take better notes. All right. <laughs> also in the pavilion, there's lots of shops. You know, and we'll go over the shops. And there's also an extensive model village and a model train. We're also kind of go over that as well. And then there's also characters that you can meet meet and greet as well, and we'll go over that. So first, let's start with the dining. So first, there's the Beer Garden Restaurant. This is a buffet-styled restaurant designed to look as though Oktoberfest is always being celebrated there, a forever Oktoberfest. The restaurant is a typical Bavarian village with flags of every German style, numerous facades, and a running watermill. The table features long communal benches for seating, as well as a band playing German folk music. And the restaurant is buffet style. It's offering dishes such as schnitzel, bratwurst, kal- kalbasi, rouladen. Spatzel Sauerkraut Sour braten, Cucumber salad And strudel And beer Served in one liter steins mm. So yeah So we've never eaten At this restaurant We haven't no. eaten We've never eaten there right
1: No One time we were trying To eat there we, You walked in Looked at the buffet And said Nope don't like anything yeah. on it The first thing right is
0: That we just don't really Eat buffet style no. food We're not big buffet people And the second is That a lot of German food Tends to be a bit heavier yes. And on the meat, heavy, heavy, heavy food. side And when I was a child I was very picky eater I didn't yeah. really eat A lot of that Yeah it's not food. that It didn't
1: look good um, yeah. Like I said daddy's Daddy would like that Kind of oh, food, oh for sure. Yes, I think Ted would too. My partner. Yes, because yeah. they like that kind of all the bratwurst and the macaroni and yeah, the cheeses and the yeah. potatoes and the lo- everything. It is very very heavy food.
0: Yeah, heavy meats. Yes, yeah. so
1: we never really tended to go that way. And like I said, it is buffet, and we tend to like to once we've been walking around all day to sit down and not have to get up and down to get my own food. <laughs> yes, that's <is> true
0: too. <laughs> so yeah, so we've never actually eaten there before, yes. but I have heard people really like yes. it, and that the food is good if you like that style of
1: food. And it does have that atmosphere when you walk in. It's yes. very yeah, you know, like you look at it and go, oh wow, mm-hmm. you know. I've been to German restaurants, like, you know, in New York City and New Jersey and whatever, and it has that look.
0: Yeah. All right. But they also have a quick service restaurant called Summerfest. It's a quick service, but they do serve regular food there. This is from actually Disney's website, so I forgot. Snack on Deutsche Delicacies at this walk up eatery at World Showcase from bratwurst and sauerkraut to jumbo pretzels, German beer, and wine. That's what Disney has to say about that. That's also kind of in the back. It's like a cart on the side. Yes. No, it's not a cart. It's like, it's not the cart.
1: It's in the back. It's in the back,
0: yeah. All right. Shopping. There is a lot of shopping shopping in the German pavilion. There's a lot of stores and each store has its own name. A lot of the stores are connected so mm-hmm. if you walk through it just feels like We've one big that, store. We've done that obviously. <laughs> but, um, but yeah but no technically all the stores are separate stores. Mm-hmm. So first we have Das Kaufhaus. This is called this translates to the department store. They mm-hmm. sell soccer related items like soccer balls, jerseys and other soccer things. There's Der Teddy Bar which is the teddy bear. Mm-hmm. A toy shop with stiff stuffed animals, medieval themed toys, finger puppet theaters and of course teddy bears. There is Divine Nacht Sector, which is the Christmas corner. Christmas items like ornaments, stockings and Christmas decorations. Operations. There's Caramel kush, Caramel Cuisine. This is where they sell the Werther's Caramel, mm. and this is the one that mm-hmm. smells so good, kind of right in the beginning where they pop right, the popcorn right the and they sell caramel. Right, that's right catches your attention. There's Volkskunst, which stands for folk art. They sell beer steins in all sizes, including an mm. Epcot limited edition series. There's Felt Houts, Cowbells, original Black Forest cuckoo clocks, and hand-painted mm. eggs, and they also sell books such as the Grimm's Fairy Tale, Berlin, Then and Now, and a 400-year history of the stein. Mm. <laughs> there's also a Wine Keller, which is a wine cellar that sells assorted German wines. There's Steinhaus which means stone house they sell beer steins themed shirts and more and there's also glass Kunst, which is glass which is the outdoor shop that's kind of along the pavilion like right. the world showcase Lagoon, and they sell arab as glassware and they also offer engraving as well mm-hmm. all right so for some entertainments so there is that miniature village and railway it is really lovely it is called the romantic road miniature train village it is a small outdoor model garden railway it was originally created for the flower and garden festival but then was kept to do it to its popularity and the trains used in the exhibit are lg B and pico i don't really know a lot about trains i'm not sure what that is not means. much about it but it is a
1: nice it, it's a big it's a big yes it's very large you can too. actually walk yes. through it yourself uh-huh
0: for each festival as well epcot will update the little flags in the mm-hmm. little model train for whatever festival is going on in epcot yeah. itself so there's a lot of little details little in there. details
1: that you have to stop and look yeah, at lots of little characters to. you can kind
0: of look at see what they're doing you can walk through training mm-hmm. the trains are always going i thought it was interesting that it was so popular that they kept it year-round even though it's only supposed to be a flower and garden there's also lots of different meet and greets you can do so snow white is the main person you can meet okay. and greet here. Mm-hmm. And there was also, when I scrolled up, there was some up here too. Sometimes you can meet the seven dwarves as well, apparently. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I've never I've, seen them. Okay. I've never seen them either. So no. I'm not sure. Maybe it's like special. I'm not so sure I haven't hours. seen one
1: or two when she's been out, like when we walk by yeah. that I haven't seen. Like, I feel seen like I've seen Dopey her. before. Yes, with her, Yeah. But not that I've seen seven yeah, of them. Yeah, I at don't one know time. if I've ever
0: seen all seven. But yeah. I think I've definitely seen Dopey there before. But yeah. yeah, but she's the big meet and greet, of course, is Snow White. There's also the Born to Polka performances. So that is like the folklore german band that they have like a little like a performance stage that's right next to the pavilion so that's Mm -hmm. where they perform and they have certain hours that they perform at there's also the duck tales world showcase adventure this is actually an app you download on your phone that you can play in the parks oh that was on the website when i looked it up i I thought it was kind of funny because i don't think i've ever really heard of that Mm -hmm. and there is hidden mickey in this pavilion so if you're facing germany and you look at the second floor of the building to the right there are three suits of armor the crown of the third one has a hidden mickey and if you also check out the mini train area and the ironwork holding the hanging baskets near the teddy shop the teddy beer shop in the model oh, train wow. arena okay. there's also a hidden mickey there hmm. i did know about the one in the model train but i didn't know what the one about the arm the, the statues of armor or the suits of armor and so for some formal entertainment there used to be the kim possible world showcase adventure and the agent p world showcase adventure which obviously have now been replaced with the ducktales duck right,
1: duck have taken over
0: all right and the last little thing here that i have is on the potential ride that almost came to be wow the original design of the pavilion called for a boat ride along the rhine river according to the walt disney company in the night. 1976 annual report. The ride was to be in quotes a cruise down Germany's most famous rivers: the Rhine, the tabar and the Ruhr, and the Isar. I'm so sorry, I know I'm saying those incorrectly. They were detailed miniatures of famous landmarks, which would which would be seen like as you go along. Wow, that would have been nice. One of the Cologne Cathedral. So obviously this was not built, (laughs) and instead the restaurant was built. So that's what I was saying kind of saying before was that the entrance to the restaurant was supposed to be the entrance to like to the the ride for the line. Right. So additionally, although not necessarily meant to accompany the Rhine cruise idea. The other idea for a ride at the German Pavilion was going to be the Matterhorn Bobsleds. So even though these are actually located in Switzerland, they wanted to put the Matterhorn maybe in Epcot, which is because they're so popular in Disneyland in California. And again, though the pavilion itself was built, Disney never constructed the ride sections behind it. So again, specifically for the Matterhorn Bobsleds, they never actually got around to doing that and decided not to do the river either. And then it was announced to be part of a future expansion, the boat ride, but it never received the funding. So the remains of the ride entrance gate and foyer are to the right of the beer garden entrance, which. Are now used as a dining area. So if you were standing in front of the beer garden entrance, you can kind of tell where it is because you enter the entrance kind of to the left and then there's a big kind of mural and then to the right, right. there's like just tables and seating. Mm. That is where the queue, so to speak, was supposed to, was supposed to be the entrance wow. to the ride. Okay. A, a mural-covered wall closes off a small space behind it originally for the ride load and unload areas which is now used for storage, a workshop, and a cast member rehearsal space. Mm. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting that there was supposed to be a huge ride here. I feel like, again, Italy was supposed to also have a huge ride. Right. Some of these pavilions you've been going over we're supposed to have these big rides it's a shame because i mean, I, I
1: would think that that would be a, a boon for that is if they started to put some one or two extra rides in there because the mexican ride is always so popular and frozen is so popular and you know when you want to go do this kind of stuff it would be nice to have one or two more rides
0: like a variety and that would spread out the people more too yeah i would think so like i would i would be interested to see if each one would would have had something because if you mm-hmm. think about it germany doesn't even really have any entertainment that's like germany like they no. don't even have a show to watch you know no. so so the main thing they really have is that is the miniature train you know the, right. the model train set i would say that's one of the biggest entertainment things that's you their entertainment go there to be, right given they also have some of the, the most shops i feel like because a lot of the other pavilions have one big shop they have multiple little right. shops that all kind of well connect. that's like
1: japan japan just has the drum people that come out and and play they don't well, they have...
0: also well no they have that whole display that's kind of like a museum on the inside that goes over. oh that's right they do yeah, yes they, I'm and sorry. they change they the display out yes, every couple years display. where they have something mm-hmm. different about japanese culture and yeah there. they do have the and display. germany doesn't even really have that, which no. I think is interesting. That they are, I, if you think about it too, like that's all the information I found on Germany. Germany is a very small pavilion. If you right. think right, and it, Germany and really the only too. way
1: you get their culture is when you look at their beer steins, yeah, and the things, and a Christ, They have a Christmas like section with the Christmas ornaments and stuff. The pickle mm-hmm. is yes. their thing. The, the the hidden pickle on the yeah, Christmas and that's in tree. the
0: that's in the Christmas Christmas store. So right,
1: so um, they have like they usually have like the a, a Christmas tree set up in the German like the German store with all of the the pickles on the on yep. the tree. So you learn the culture of germany just by going through their yeah, stores, going through the stores yes. yeah that's what
0: i'm saying i feel like that's where you learn the culture like their
1: toys the stif toys and different toys that they have the teddy bears and stuff those come from germany so i guess yeah. the only way you find their culture is by actually walking through those stores, yeah, stores. and seeing their what they're selling and how they're selling it and the steins all the you know the different artwork on the steins and everything
0: yeah for sure mm-hmm. so i would agree but it is interesting how it is one of the smallest pavilions mm-hmm. if, I, again again this is all i really found on the pavilion so if you compare that to the italy pavilion mm-hmm. the italy pavilion was a much, not necessarily larger, but there was more specific buildings in the pavilion that had more significant historic value to right. it. Whereas in here, it was mainly just based off that one town yeah. in Germany, which mm-hmm. I think is fine to do. Right. But I feel like I guess there just could be more. Maybe it's know.
1: because when they when they started, it was the other countries who were contributing and doing that's what they maybe had to. They had do. less funding, so I maybe Germany. Funding, that's what Germany building. wanted to do. They didn't yeah. want to, you know, put in any extra mm-hmm. on that. I assume Germany still controls that. I know Morocco was turned over to us, but I would think that Germany maybe still controls that. Mm-hmm.
0: No, so no? I don't think Germany ever oh, okay. controlled it. I think it's... it was a company. Disney owns all of the World Showcase Pavilions, but they were sponsored by different governments and different right. companies when they were first created, like private companies or something. Siemens did sponsor a lot of them in the original right. days okay. since Siemens kind of. Siemens sponsored was a, lot a big of yeah, things. that was a big um, a big name involved. Interesting. Germany was sponsored by five different companies Balston, Beck, G M B H and Co. Goebel, Hutchin Go Ruther, and mm-hmm. Sohn. The sponsorship could be seen in various shops and food locations. Some of these sponsors is still present today while newer corporate sponsors have been moved in as well however disney does own the, the pavilion itself. itself again they were okay. sponsored mm-hmm. and it also yeah, this website also says the german pavilion is also small <laughs> so, <laughs> and yeah if you also again if you look at that saint george and the dragon i guess it's not really that obvious because i'm looking at a photo of it right now it is a fountain with a little column and then saint george is on a horse and then the dragon's kind of beneath him he has a oh, little spear we'll, we'll his take a better
1: look at it when we go well, like i, I said I have we've gone through film, all the it. shops yeah i love going through the shops because it does it shows you and i love teddy bears so you go through the, the toys shop it's really cute and I've actually bought a Steiff teddy bear in there as a gift mm-hmm. for my boss when his uh, first son was born bought him a stife teddy bear actually from there because it is a name brand teddy bear and is a yeah. collectible so it was um I've loved going through those shops.
0: no I would agree mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying that's why I really love the shops in the mm-hmm. German pavilion I think is really cool again it's interesting to see like I guess just those five companies who sponsored it that's what they chose mm-hmm. to do and then they were like "Oh, this looks good yeah <laughs> so and I guess too I mean like think about how expensive it would be to put a ride in so maybe they just well that's that it, it and for it's a- also
1: expensive to maintain yeah the different maintenance once you have a ride I think it would
0: have been cool if each pavilion did have a little boat ride or something oh like wow that would have been yeah if they like, would have
1: done all boat again, rides. obviously
0: mexico has one norway has one china does not have one mm-hmm. i mean like the african little post obviously has, it has nothing has one. yes except the germany doesn't have one italy plays. doesn't have one you know most right. of the pavilions don't have rides at all no and there's always been rumors of rides like i know there's been the rumor of the uk pavilion ride ha- mm-hmm. or the uk pavilion having a ride for mary poppins for years now they've talked right. about doing a mary poppins ride there and they've never done it um and there's still rumors to this day that there's, they're going to put in the Mary Poppins ride one day in that pavilion. That's I gotta really tell you,
1: I, I'm not privy to what they talk about or how they do it. Obviously, I'm not in the business. But I say to myself that when, you know, the, the World Showcase, if they were to put some of that extra stuff that you could go through and see some of these iconic scenes, I think it would be a, a boon. But yeah, I think it would. like I said, who knows?
0: And it's funny too, because I know Germany is a fan favorite of people's mm-hmm. pavilions because, again, it does look exactly like that little town. Yes. If you stay in that square and you look around, you're like, yes, yes. Hey, you're it's like Germany, when you go to Italy and you now.
1: look at Venice and say, oh my God, I was there, I saw this, I I saw that.
0: I think the thing with the Italy Pavilion, because they're covering so much of the country, you Mm -hmm. you stand in there, but you're kind of like in a mix of everything. mix of everything. Whereas the Germany Pavilion, you are in one specific town, you know, it's like you could, same thing with Morocco too, when we did Morocco, you're in that one specific, Specific you know, bazaar, which I think is kind of cool if you think about it in that way, Mm -hmm. that it's like, it's not too mixed around and it kind of goes over all the different cultures. Sorry, if you can hear my cat on my lap right now, she's begging for attention. But I bet
1: you that that's why, because they have all these companies sponsoring, that's why it was not done done uniformly to have all those different rides because when they first started Mm -hmm. this, those companies, think about it when you have to hold a meeting and you've got five or six different people trying to give you their opinion of what shouldn't, shouldn't be done. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, no, I'd agree. So again, who's going to pay for all that? Right. (laughs) So... All right, well, that's kind of everything I had right now for for the German Pavilion. I feel like it wasn't really that much, if I'm being honest. No, but. no. But like I said, yeah. it, it's not something that we don't
1: pay attention to. It's just I don't pay attention to all the detail of Germany because we never go towards the restaurant. We never stop to get food there. We, I'm sure Daddy and Ted have frequented the beer pavilion, mm-hmm. <laughs> the beer cart, and we did get something engraved at the um, Aribis Brothers right out there outside the German Pavilion. Mm-hmm. So we have done things in the German Pavilion. We just have not to the restaurant. So I think yeah. that stops our purview of what we've seen and how much we've actually taken in.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm trying to see if there's anything else I can find real quick on Google. And mm-hmm. that's for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, Germany's kind of a quiet pavilion. You go, you look, you see. The facade of the art and bookshop was inspired by Kaufhaus, a 16th century merchant's hall in Freeburg mm-hmm. in the Black Forest. Mm-hmm. Statues on the building recall the rule of the Habsburg emperors. An exterior facade was copied from a 400-year-old town hall in Roomsburg Square in Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just some things like yeah. that. So again, That's I'll a little put all details. my links in the below if you would like to deep dive yeah. further yourself into Germany. Lots of little details. Yeah. All right, okay. but for now, we'll transition to a little bit of Disney news. So this is a pre-recorded episode I just wanted to point out. Some of this news may be old at this point, so <laughs> I apologize about that. But in general, there are lots of new Christmas merch in the parks right now. There's lots of gingerbread pins, regular pins, everything for all for the holidays. I want to note too, Blizzard Beach is back open, but Typhoon Lagoon is now closed for refurbishments. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Tokyo Disneyland has debuted a holiday version of the electrical parade so if you're kind of missing the nostalgia of the electrical parade tokyo disneyland now kind of has a version of it but again it is holiday themed it looks really fun of course i think everything in tokyo disneyland always looks kind of fun i yeah, know they
1: always look like they're having fun
0: there's a new christmas show in magic kingdom called the frozen holiday surprise it is a projection and stage based show on cinderella's castle featuring everyone's favorite frozen characters the exterior of tiana's bayou adventure is currently being put up right now so as people walk by you can see the workers kind of working on what the new exterior will look like i put this in my notes but there are a bunch of skittles related treats i guess disney now <laughs> yeah, has some a big skittles yeah some big sponsorship of skittles, skittles. i guess because you're seeing all these like skittles like you know cookies Used to be and m&ms now it's and, skittles yeah marshmallows and everything mm. is interesting there is a candleman figurine that has been added to the attract it has that has been added to the haunted mansion scene and that's part of the attic scene now this prop resembles a Candleman, a character who was has long been popular in the haunted mansion mythos and was designed by raleigh crump mm. so yes yeah, so a new figurine in there there is a new pandora jewelry location at epcot it's kind of in those shops I by see. the Yeah, Yeah, so if you want to see any more Pandora jewelry, you can shop it now in Epcot. And the big news that happened at this point, a couple weeks ago, honestly, almost like a month ago, but that we're mentioning in this podcast is that Arendelle has now opened in Hong Kong Disneyland. So it is a whole new land where you can literally walk around Arendelle and it's complete with a whole castle and everything. It's very similar to Radiator Springs and Disney's Mm -hmm. California Adventure. So if you've been there before, you're literally walking around Radiator Springs. This is exactly what Arendelle looks like. The characters seemingly are free to walk around, similar to Galaxy's Edge, where there's no like meeting greets so they just kind of like walk right. around as if they live there but mm-hmm. I can't really tell that necessarily I can't tell they were just walking to their meeting greets if they just happened to be walking, walking around, around. Okay. and no one really was posting about it at the time of, at the time of me recording mm-hmm. this no one was posting about it but it did look like Kristoff was just walking around yeah having a good time wandering Dakin's sliding sleighs roller coaster it looks like a Snow White's roller coaster Snow White and the Seven Dwarves roller coaster it looks very similar to that it's a very short ride I watched the full ride through of <laughs> it it's only about a minute and a half mm-hmm. and it's a very like kid-friendly coaster mm-hmm. I would say there's also a new Frozen themed sweet suite in Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel to honor the new land. Looks really fun. It's very festive. I would say it's very themed but it's also very fancy too. I guess their hotel is a very fancy hotel so it's like a whole new themed suite. They also have a Frozen drone show as well for the land so I think at night they have this whole drone show that kind of lights up the sky. And of course there's a lot of cute Frozen treats like ice cream cones and candy apples and marshmallow treats that are decorated to be Olaf, Elsa, Anna, Kristoff, all the main characters that we love in Frozen. It looks so cool honestly and I think this is what Hong Kong Disneyland needed because every everyone kind of knows that was always like the lowest you know the lowest totem pole park out of all the international parks including like the ones in america all the parks in total that one was always the worst because it had the least it just didn't have much it's not to add
1: to it yeah
0: it had a lot less than magic kingdom a lot less than any of the other asian parks as well it just had it just didn't have much and now it's the only park that has arendale so how cool is that so now if you go there that is like exclusive to hong kong disneyland i wonder if any of the other parks will try then to do their own version of arendale or do like another land that's like more special to them or something but not really sure though but yeah but now because of that i would like to visit hong kong disneyland because originally that was my last one that i wanted Very to visit much. but i mean like i only have three more to visit i suppose i have shanghai disneyland or shanghai hong kong and tokyo or the three i haven't been to you just go do all three at the same time yeah that would be a lot of traveling like, yeah. they're not close to each other no, <laughs> yeah, but just because they're in asia they're, they're quite just far away. make that trip around asia <laughs> Yeah, they're quite far away from each other take a couple of weeks all right and let's transition into some disney birthdays so uh first we have on november 27th the day that this podcast comes out is Kronk's birthday, so happy birthday to Kronk. <laughs> on November 30th, we have Hector, so happy birthday to Hector. And on December 3rd, we have Natasha Romanoff, so happy birthday also to Natasha. And then also I have some birthdays in my own life. Also November 30th is my friend Mia's birthday, my friend from college, so happy birthday to Mia. And on December 1st is my cousin Lisa's birthday, so happy birthday happy also birthday, to Lisa. Lisa. And last is our Disney memory. So we reached our, our last segment. Do you have a Disney memory for today's well, podcast? Well, see my favorite
1: Disney memory from Germany, I just shared recently, because- because it's the fact that we were there when we were getting that uh, mug engraved for Luke. It was, oh God, it was so cold. It was so, so cold. And they were taking, you know, they were doing the engraving and we had to wait outside. And you and I went into the to the German pavilion because yeah. in the in the Werther's uh, section, they were doing the caramel popcorn. And that was the first time we ever walked in there. And that's what I shared just recently. But I have to say also, uh, th- my memory is going through the Christmas and seeing the pickle on the tree. And I was like, what the hell? You know, mm-hmm. these little pickles hanging all over the tree <laughs> and learning the pickle. I didn't know anything about it. About the pickle myth about finding who finds the pickle on the tree and yeah. the good luck and all that the kind main thing is whoever finds
0: it. the pickle receives like an extra like present on yes
1: so that i learned that from there so that's a memory for me that you know when we go through these shops it, it it just triggers something that says oh that's where i learned that so that was my memory
0: yeah no for sure i guess i would say a recent one because when my partner came to epcot for one of the first times he really wanted to drink around the world i think he only got a four out of the 11 <laughs> pavilions over the course of the two days we in epcot but he really wanted to get beef. At the German Pavilion, that was like his number one thing. He said, like, "We gotta go to Germany." He's gonna get his beer at like you know 10:30 or 11 in the morning. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> so got he got his beer, and that was when I was taking all the photos. So the photo I'm gonna use today for today's Instagram post will be of the the fountain that's in the middle of the German Pavilion, okay. and that's when I was taking it. And that was when I realized that that was supposed to be Saint George and the Dragon because oh, okay. it's not like a very large statue. Because you took the time to actually look at it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a super large statue. But mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was just so amazed because again, that was one of my favorite dragon mm-hmm. like stories when I was growing mm-hmm. up that I was reading about, and I, mm-hmm. one of my favorite pieces of artwork. And the Isabella Stewart Gardening Museum up in Boston, Massachusetts, is of St. George and the Dragon. I I, hold, I wrote an entire short story about that piece of artwork that's about the, the lore of St. George and the Dragon. Yeah. So when I saw that in the German Pavilion, I didn't realize that. And I was like, that's so cool, which I really love that, that you could be going, I've been going to the D- Disney parks my whole life, and yet I will still find something new, new every single at. time I go, mm-hmm. something, a new detail that I just never noticed before. I never thought about, you know, and you know, when I was a kid and now I see it as an adult. And well, these podcasts are
1: making me think more about things. Like I said, a lot of times when you were young, we were... rushing through to go do this, go do that. You don't stop to think to look. Now that we're doing that, I'm learning more and more about all the details and all the things that go on in the park myself.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. So it is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted to add for for this week's podcast? Well, thank you so much for listening to to the podcast today. Make sure you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also to leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube and make sure you're following us on social media. We are currently Spaceship Birth Design Everywhere. It will also be linked in the description. And again, I will have that dedicated Instagram post for this episode. So that will be of St. George and the Dragon of that fountain in the middle of the Germany Pavilion. And also let us know, what is your favorite thing about the Germany Pavilion? Do you go there for the beer? I know we didn't really talk that much about the beer. Of course <laughs> don't they- drink beer, so. Yeah, of course they sell an assortment of oh, German yes, beers. Right. But again, neither of us are big beer drinkers, so I don't right. really know much about beer. So I didn't really go into the depths of like what beers they have and, you know, all that detail. No. But of course they have beer. I feel like mm-hmm. that's like one of the number one things that Germany is known for is beer. And I feel like like history, just the history of Germany since it's been such a prominent European country and in, in, you right. know European history. So. Um, Sure somebody out there is a is a avid follower of the German oh, yeah, for pavilion. Sure. Yeah, yeah? And yeah, let us know. What are we missing? Again, <laughs> what, what could I not find on Google? <laughs> so I would love to know. I'd love to learn more about the German Pavilion and I'm so excited now to see the German Pavilion in a new light when we yes. go to next Olympics. week when we go. Yes. Alright well thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you all real soon.